0: What's up, everybody?
1: Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Mini. Hi, everybody. Sam Claiborne. Hey, everyone. And joining us this week, very special guest, Michael Swain. Swain Scoop! He who you may recognize for, as an audience member in a Dave Chappelle special. I'm not sure which one. Oh, you'll no. See him. You'll see him I in there. I wondered
2: when that would come up.
1: That's You'll true. see him in there. Uh,
2: Are you just, like heavily featured?
3: Like you're being talked to?
2: Oh no. yeah. I'm one of the, no, not talked to, but I'm one yeah. of the big punchline happens and they smash to me to be like, that was very funny. See, this guy's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I have like a, I guess you would call it a, a fear of hmm. uh, being a person in the audience that the comedian talks to so much so that oh, it yeah. actually affects where I sit and it actually affects how much I poke the people next to me not to engage. Shut <laughs> up. No.
2: Don't.
0: Don't. You got to sit way in the back. Don't say anything.
2: But do you have the same role for magicians? Because I always mm. want a magician to pick I would me. never go to total... a magician. No?
3: Wow. <laughs> a magic show? Is that what you call them?
2: Yeah. A magician a magic show. show. You clearly are not into them. You don't know what they're called. A wizard's gr- grimoire,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we've got a great show for you this week. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been playing, which for me is a, a lot of, of several little smaller games. I know the world is waiting to hear what I think about Godzilla versus Kong. We'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later on. But first, back in the news, back at it again, is Cyberpunk, uh, CD Projekt Red, and The Witcher series. Apparently, CD Projekt plans to simultaneously develop future a, Cyberpunk, and Witcher games uh, starting in 2022. Got some details on how uh, they plan to do this. They're going to adjust the capabilities of CD Projekt's internal game engine to allow features like NPC routines and player character control to be adapted in multiple games at once. A quote from their CTO, whose name is unpronounceable, says, we want to be sure that we can work with two global brands at the same time while ensuring top quality of our products, but given the Uh, quality that cyberpunk 2077 arrived in how much confidence do we have that they can develop future cyberpunk and witcher games simultaneously
3: so i think it's funny that if it weren't for hard-hitting uh uh, game scoops like the ones that we host Mm -hmm. i know this is the only game podcast so I, i would have said podcasts like us, but there aren't mm-hmm. any. Um, I would have totally assumed that they are always working on The Witcher and Cyberpunk at the same time, because I assume that studios, you know, that's what they do, right? They have an A-team, maybe another A-team, maybe a B-team and a C-team. It's just It's unfathomable to me until we reported on it that mm-hmm. you know they're like no 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 we're we're finishing cyberpunk before we even think about the witcher like that's crazy to me so like this just seems like the normal thing that they should be doing and i'm happy mm-hmm. about it because i would really have liked a witcher game in, in less than 11 years from now but mm-hmm. i don't think this changed that so
0: the, the thing about cd project red 2 is they started off as a fairly medium sized company and then rapidly grew um, including in the process of developing Cyberpunk, like that, we reported on a couple stories where they like exponentially vastly increase their hiring force. And so, yes, like some of the bigger studios, the ones that are known for pumping out AAA after AAA, um, that's how they function so that they can simultaneously be making those games. But actually, it's far more functional and sustainable for the workers themselves too, because you have a lot of people who get contracted on for a project and then they get unceremoniously laid off and you ship your game. So it's like you get to that milestone, super exciting, you've shipped your game, you can put it on your resume, you're in the credits and then you're out of work. Mm -hmm. So when you have multiple projects running at once, you can like shift over your contract workers um, and your full-time employees so that you're not going through rounds of layoffs after layoffs because it's fairly you know, well known that the, the video game development industry, uh, is, is pretty, is pretty rough on occasion. So this system helps both for gamers because you get your games sooner, but also for, for the structure of their employees too. So hopefully it's all positive stuff. And like any other
2: industry, uh, that is a great point. It just brings to mind that they are balancing, uh, aspects you know they're balancing business aspects and logistical aspects and not every developer is the same they're different company cultures and different ways of working valve to blizzard is very different like structure very differently so i agree that i wasn't it's not mind-blowing to think that a company's making two triple a games at a time you really have to dig in case by case and look at cdpr's track record specifically and, uh, and of course, cyberpunk specifically. And I think it could be a bit of growing pains and a bit of over messaging. We're seeing this game company really s- stretch for the stars and become AAA. And like, I'm sure they want to be AAA going forward for now and forever. So I think it's a bit of messaging around that and sort of uh, it reminds me of when Domino's Pizza really tried to get ahead of or be honest about and cultivate this feeling of look, we're going to make our pizza better. And isn't it interesting that a corporation's willing to say, our pizza's not the best, maybe. So I do see CDPR doing something that I think will earn the goodwill of some gamers back, which is they're not trying to sweep it under the rug. Um, They're pretty open about Cyberpunk didn't arrive in the state we thought it would, but it had to get out the gate at some point. And I'm personally one of the people who did get a ps5 early on and had a lot of fun with cyberpunk so i'm excited to see it still be developed but i do think they have some things to answer for and it's nice to hear them at least if they're gonna develop two games at once that are of this size i think we deserve some messaging around how are you gonna do that is it gonna be different than last time or are you just gonna plow ahead and try the same thing again you know
0: Yeah, I think that was the point of some of the... Because this was all coming out of an investor call. So, you know, we did a couple breakout news stories from that. Um, And one of the points was, like, there was the topic of conversation around multiplayer, and there was a lot of questions that weren't addressed there either. And I think, you know... They were treading carefully, both because they, you know, according to them, they didn't want to speak out of turn and accidentally hype people up based off of like cursory statements, and rather have like assets speak for themselves. Um, but yeah, point being, like that's a that's a delicate balance to strike, um, and I think that that's something that they seem to be having a self reflective moment around. Are I'll you
1: honest- with- Go ahead, Damon. I was going to make a dumb joke, so you should probably go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to ask if people are excited for the possibility of cyberpunk <laughs> multiplayer in some distant day in the future. I know they just announced it's delayed if it will exist uh, at all in the near future. But I do think there's something about the verticality of Night City and those mantis blades. It could be fun to see dozens of people jumping, all, double jumping all over Night City slashing at each other
1: maybe I'm I wouldn't be the target audience for that just because I don't <laughs> I don't play any multiplayer games but of course something like GTA sure. online is huge and I could see you know something like that taking place in night City for sure
3: what was interesting to me about uh, and fully admitting that I haven't played a minute of it but uh, what was interesting to me was was making an amazing location in Red Dead 2 and then adding content to it in the form of multiplayer a lot of it of it ended up being single-player-ish storylines, right? So there was more writing, there was more character interactions, things to do in that game that felt like Red Dead 2, and people love it. I mean, I think that's a really good use of something like Night City. Um, it's not for me. I, 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 there there are ways to play that stuff in Red Dead uh, alone, which I'm still interested in, but like that would have had to come out like, right at the tail end of me really caring about red dead two also it it, it just took you know it took a little while now this like if this is six months or a year later like i i doubt it would pull me back in but seeing more night city sounds great
0: yeah and like on the on the rock star note um i don't play a lot of the online games, but I love hearing about the community stories that come Mm -hmm. out of them. Like the really entertaining things of people who have spent time and like found like-minded individuals and start going and hunting for aliens together or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. So I like that it fosters that kind of engagement. And I do think that night city has the capability for that. And on its role-playing from the game's role-playing side, it certainly lends itself to that. And it could be cool to see, you know, what's this person's style, what's your build like, and... What are those like PvP versus um, PVE engagements? Mm -hmm. Uh, And both of them sound interesting. But yeah, I'm just from a personal perspective. Like once I finish a game, then there's a bajillion others to go on to. I'm like, nope, I'm done with you. We're moving on now.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless you're Yakuza. I do
1: think.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I just I do think it's interesting how they said um, they're going to adjust the capabilities of its internal game engine to allow features like NPC routines and player character control to be adapted in multiple games at once. Because um, Cyberpunk and The Witcher are so different, and one is first person and one is third person, so like player control is very, very different in i in either one. Uh, But it's interesting to think you can tweak NPC behaviors in both games. But of course, maybe maybe a studio like Ubisoft has been doing that for years, right, across all the 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 games.
2: Yeah. You wonder if that's just a standard industry practice or like a trick of the trade that they're just mentioning that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because I always thought gaming, that's the benefit of gaming, right? Unlike uh, film or television, you don't have to gather new assets a lot of the time. You're just tweaking existing Mm -hmm. assets and it gets better and better and better. And uh, just to tie it to the last thing we were talking about, that has created such an interesting uh, thing, I think, where it actually depends what time of a video game's life cycle it hits you, what time of your life, and meaning whether you have a slot to spend some time with that game or not. Uh, that's such a diffused thing now that used to be so much more crystallized. Uh, it's just very interesting to me that, for example, Tina was saying that, you know, or uh, the Red Dead Redemption, con- Sam was saying the Red Dead Redemption content would have had to come at a certain time. I feel that way about the Cyberpunk content. It's almost no matter what it is i'll wait for the next round or whatever because i did my time in cyberpunk but uh i think everyone sort of has to reckon with where a game is at when they come to it and whether the game is up to par for them and uh hold that thought because i'll bring it up again when we get to what we've been playing oh my gosh
3: it's funny it's funny you think about um uh, gameplay as, as something that's like, like I, this Swain was talking about, like we always hear about how Ubisoft is like, well, once you build a tree uh, for, you know, a, a downhill snowboarding game, you can probably put that tree in the snow level of your, you know, Assassin's Creed set in the snow game. Um, there, there's that the, I know Ubisoft has talked about using those games across huge development teams and across you know many many places it's it's funny to think about the gameplay side of that and it's like well actually you know if i had to think about it like it kind of annoys me how npc's act kind of dumb and the same across all games from a generation and that's where i want to see innovation you know but uh even more than that uh when i went from playing red dead to assassin's creed I punched my horse in the face instead of riding it so many times (laughs) that like, I want even more, you know, acknowledgement of of button uh, configuration and stuff like that. And I'm going to flip this. I'm going to say that's not on game developers to all get together in some big, like a means jump cabal. Like that'd be cool. (laughs) I think that'd be cool. But I think the problem here is controllers. And I think controllers are uh, they have, you know, four completely pointlessly lettered or numbered face buttons that have no orientation meaning or anything like that. And if we really thought about how we're controlling things in virtual space, our controllers would be more uh, similar to that. And the, my evidence for that is triggers. Well, Before we had triggers, the A button was your shoot button all the time. People don't make your A button shoot button anymore. You use the trigger because that's where your gun is, right? The, that, that's that actual gun trigger. So it's just interesting to me. I'm sure yeah. there's some like future where... We all can play games in, in a more interesting way before we have needles in our brains and we control them with our minds. I don't mm-hmm. want to get that
0: far.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I guess that's what the that's like, the haptic accent. feedback and the triggers is about. Yes. Like if you're pulling in on, an, in, um, on an arrow, bow and, a- bow and arrow, you feel the haptic feedback like the resistance in the trigger, which actually I do not like. <laughs> and it breaks. I don't need realism in my controller. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm oh. digging it. Well, but it's like when you get to the point where you're playing a game where you're like the thing I'm trying to do. I think it was Hitman. I don't know what was doing that. Where where it was, I played Hitman on Switch, but yeah. something I, I was like resisting the Switch over and over again. I was like, all right, like all right, just trigger. at that point, yeah, yeah. At that point, it was just like I, I, it was a fun trick and and you know mm-hmm. in the
0: PlayStation demo, exactly a gimmick.
1: Uh, the other piece of uh, CD Projekt news this week is they confirmed the next gen version of Witcher Three will be coming in the second half of this year, which is also when um, the next gen version of Cyberpunk is supposed to arrive. Uh, Tina, I know you played Witcher Three on the Switch. Is that something? I sure did. <laughs> is that something you would want to check out to see what, how like how good it could actually look on next gen?
0: So I've actually se- and I haven't seen it on next gen yet. Obviously, um, I've seen it on current or. On, on current gen, mm. on old current gen. Yeah. Um, and it looked significantly better, but I'm, I'm just personally not the type of person who cares so, so much about that. I like the ease and accessibility of the Switch. And so being able to carry a game, especially a, an in-depth RPG to take... Little moments here and there to finish a side quest Mm -hmm. um, really quickly was more valuable to me than consistently seeing it rendered really beautifully. But at the same time, I could also be in a form of Stockholm Syndrome where I'm just so assimilated and comfortable with the graphics on Switch that I can't possibly know any better. Um, So I don't mind so much. And I also haven't finished it. So, and at some point, I imagine I'll go back. So, unless there's some sort of switch to Xbox Series X transfer, oh, which that. is not going to happen in this lifetime, uh, I probably will stay on Switch. <clears throat> that
1: makes sense. I think I would like to um, check it out, see how how pretty it could look on NextGen. Uh, Red, can you go to my uh, one up? for a second and if borba has been moved off of scoop he's going to be editing next Gen console watch on thursday so we've got red working behind the scenes sam do you like my sassy jayhawk back here yeah i was gonna
3: ask about your jayhawk what's up with yeah. that uh, what's going on here
1: the jayhawk is the mascot of the university of kansas and over the years he's gone through different iterations and this is a really really old one and i oh. but it's one of my favorites because he's got these really long legs and he just looks so sassy Damn's well, yeah. yeah. no, I'm not
3: from Kansas, but I, my family, so my family is relocated there and I go back there and they love the Jayhawks there. And they, and there's a, there's a saying in Lawrence, Kansas, which is rock chalk Jayhawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I please don't write and tell me what that means. I don't know what it means and I, I really don't care, but it's every
2: things to throw at your enemies. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. They chanted. I'm, I'm, they I'm
3: chanted at I, I, I've heard it chanted. I've been like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, walk, walk down the street, get a burrito, go to the record store. And then like, people are chanting that, like, you know, those three things are being murdered nearby. In the, in the Sounds
2: concert. like the end of midsummer to me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Moving on. We're in a uh, new month or in April, which means, uh, PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold are being refreshed. And I I, I didn't pull up the full list of games. There are two games that are of interest to me. Uh, (laughs) Over on PlayStation Plus, Oddworld Soulstorm is going to be included. And I think that's pretty cool because this is a brand new Oddworld game uh, that at at launch is going to be part of PlayStation Plus. Um, I have a long history with the Oddworld series going all the way back to the original PlayStation. They sort of picked up the mantle of the... cinematic puzzle platformer that games like uh, Out of This World and Flashback had. Um, So I'm a big fan of these games. Very cool to get the brand new one uh, at launch on PlayStation Plus. Anyone else a fan of of Oddworld? Swain, you played these games?
2: Oh, yeah, huge. Uh, Heart of the Alien was the game Mm -hmm. that first caused me to fall in love with, especially in that flashback art style. But with puzzle platformers, uh, a real favorite genre of mine. And I love weird stuff. I love whatever the kid in the corner who's the one that the par- the teachers are like, they're almost too creative. They should stop <laughs> doodling so much. I love the world of Oddworld and uh, yeah. Munch's Odyssey, Stranger's Wrath. I think they did a lot of good, interesting things with the idea of an interactive toy over the course of the series. And this one looks like it's back to the classic 2D, Abe is the hero roots puzzle yeah. platformer, but it has been long enough. I am ready for another one, thoroughly ready. Very excited.
1: I have questions. For that one. Yep. Yep, yep. Are these aliens? I mean, yeah, except not to themselves. And it's not a world where humans exist. <laughs>
3: not to themselves. <laughs> I don't think you need to qualify that when I ask you questions about aliens. Um, is uh, uh, I don't like how the aesthetic of this game is like every character looks like rotten meat. That's very unappealing mm. to me. Do you not like that?
2: A lot and of then, burping and farting as well.
3: And I was mm-hmm. going to ask about the potty humor, so we got that out of the way. Yeah, and yeah. then um, is there... Is everything is? There's been some games that are full 3D, but mm-hmm. this one looks like it's set on a 2D uh, plane mm-hmm. with 3D graphics. But, but is it like a Metroidvania?
1: No, we well, well, least, 20
0: questions already.
1: <laughs> at least the <laughs> old ones uh, were level based. You're like yeah. you got to move through each area, and he's he's Abe is um, freeing his uh, fellow people that have been enslaved yeah uh, you have to get them all to the exit
3: that's that's already like like a very old school type of gameplay like the the classic prince of
2: persia uh he kind of moves like the classic prince of persia where you'll be like okay it's three steps to the edge and then the long jump gets me all the way to that so it's two long jumps and a short jump got it um so it's it's a lot of up and down puzzles. and Inside also, I guess, is a much more recent example. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's an underpopulated genre for sure.
3: This game doesn't look like it uses those Prince of Persia movement limiting rules. Those drive me absolutely bonkers.
2: Oh, well, I just remember the, I just replayed in celebration of this coming out, uh, Abe's Odyssey, the original, and it definitely yeah, has a bit of like... That. You need to know how far he moves when he's ducked into a ball versus how far he long jumps. Mm -hmm. That's because of
3: animation. Like, they really wanted it to look good, and I totally understand that. I just hope we've gotten past that point with this. See, I hate this aesthetic, man. (laughs) That's fucking
0: crazy. (laughs)
3: Everybody looks like Gollum.
2: I (laughs) remember when this company was talking about doing, like, an epic. I think Abe was supposed to have a trilogy, Munch was going to have a trilogy, and The Stranger was going to have a trilogy. Uh, So I think they, like you know, lowered their expectations for themselves. And I'm just excited to see them focus all their energy back into one thing that's the core idea of the IP and join the new generation of consoles, mm-hmm. frankly.
3: It seems like a fun game, I'll give it that. And I would try it now that it's basically free.
1: It's gross though, I'll give you that for sure. Okay. But in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, and then over on Games with Gold, Sam, do you, know, do you know which game uh, I want to highlight on Games with Gold in the month of April? Uh, no. It's a game that we talk about that comes up every few episodes. Is your character show. have a hat? Um, I don't think <laughs> so. No. But this game is it's an old one. Hardcore Uprising. Oh, that game's so really if you, fun. Have you, you never also, played this 10-year-old game?
3: Yeah, like how would this have just gotten, I mean, this is basically a, a port. It's like a retro game at this point.
1: I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it was already a sort of in a retro style. It's a Contra game in all, in, you know, in, in all but name.
3: But the reason we talk about this is that this is like um this is like Castle Crashers is to brawlers. This is what it, uh, hardcore is to Contra type shooters. It's like it yeah. actually has a meaningful gameplay loop and leveling and like it's just complicated yeah. and fun and it draws you in really quickly. Like right after you play the first couple of levels, you're like, Okay, I gotta do this again for this and this reason and it's just a lot of it is complicated yeah. and interesting.
1: It's great. Yeah. it, it seems pretty random, maybe. But also, it's very cool. So uh, if you're into gaming games, check out Hardcore Uprising. (laughs) Yeah, good one. And then another one was just announced today that people thought was an April Fool's joke. Do you see um, Platinum announced Soul Cresta, which is, was their April Fool's joke last year? Oh, really? Maybe only Sam would remember Terra Cresta. Yeah, I know Terra Cresta. Mid-80s arcade shooter that's fairly obscure and uh, last year, their April Fool's joke is we're making a new, a sequel to Terra Cresta called Soul Cresta. Well, but, go uh, ahead. Uh, uh, so he's
3: showing Moon Cresta, which I know the best. I guess Terra Cresta was a sequel. Those are
1: very dull shooters. Yeah, and they're not. I, yeah, they're not the type of shooters. I don't really like shooters, arcade shoot-ups, until you get into the '90s. Myself, yeah. Um, but Platinum is making a sequel, Soul Cresta. They, they're they're making their last year's April Fool's joke a reality. Huh. So I mean, you know, I I would I would definitely want to check out what platinum. I mean, this would looks cool. Shoot up, yeah. It, it I think complicated Terra Cresta, the original, its closest analog might be Xevious, because you can shoot um, straight ahead in the air and you can also bomb the ground. It looks it's like just, you
2: can link the ships up into a mega ship.
1: Yeah, something video. like that. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. about adding to your ship. To To give you a sense of
3: why people liked Moon Cresta when it came out, it's because it was in color. That's how simple it is.
1: <laughs> it was like 85, uh, and I think Terra would might have been 86. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it's, shooters yeah. from that era are so slow. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really slow. Things really got more exciting to me when you kicked over into the 90s. Yeah,
3: but you like you like Gradius, and that's clearly that's a fast yes, shooter that's game. that's like
1: an, Life Force a bit of an exception. Those, those but are but my first, favorite early ones. Maybe R-Type Yeah, but I was playing those on NES at home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's share While we've been playing. Tina, I believe you're still playing Yakuza.
0: Still playing Yakuza, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to um, stretch it out as much as possible. And I've done this loop where I'll play and it's like midnight and I should probably go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I do the – I five more minutes myself and I'll find like this thing. Like I should really go to the store and stock back up on alcohol because alcohol replenishes your your, – your mana, I guess, I forget. I don't know. I remember the name in the in Yakuza. Um, and then from there, I'll be like, oh, well, I should do one more thing because my bond level. And then, oh, after that, I got to do this mission. And I keep doing that until it's like 2 a.m. Um, so yeah. I, I'm trying to find ways of extending it as much as possible. Uh, and so far, like, I'm now at the point where I'm playing a lot of side quests and finding all of it incredibly charming. Hmm. Um, and there's, uh, like, for instance, like even how you go about doing things like you can, um, what was I? I wrote a note down for it? Oh, yeah, you can like, flirt, you can go and flirt with girls in the game by like building bouquets. And you can either you can kind of like build your own strategy in terms of how you're approaching it. Like, do you grow the flowers and then have uh, the bartender that you talk to uh, build a bouquet for them? Or do you just go spend your money and buy them? So it's just so many different options, <laughs> and ways that integrate with like, it's it's I fully have a system of habits now mm-hmm. in the game and so i'll i'll do like my my first check-in and then my main mission and then i my reserved side quests and then my activities on boosting everything so it's just like i have a i have a sort of set workflow environment to my day and i have a set workflow environment to my yakuza as well that that, that is where i have arrived with yakuza like a dragon several weeks into this thing <laughs>
1: The more I hear about it, the more I think it's right up my alley. Yeah. Sam, are you, right? are, you still, are you still playing Yakuza?
3: I am playing Yakuza, but I was away from my uh, – I'm playing on a PC, which is mm-hmm. the least portable thing I own. Um, but I, I started Hollow Knight on Switch because I was away, mm-hmm. and uh, I've never played it. We uh, just put up our list of top 10 Metroidvanias. It was the only one I hadn't played on that list.
2: Mm-hmm. Did it win? oh sorry got, i was it, just number one i think yes yeah, so, i got number one yes yeah, yeah. so it
3: was number one
1: too great so right. i was Debrave. like you know
3: and and just bef- don't write in because we didn't include metroids or castlevanias, or castlevanias.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is great it was the top 10 metroids that metroidvanias <laughs> that aren't metroids or castlevanias
3: yeah so uh it, it was uh, so I, i'm i'm way you know i'm I don't know six or seven hours into it now which is a lot for those games but i don't feel like i've made a whole lot of progress it seems very big uh that game uh is difficult it is difficult platforming parts which are optional which i really like and i'm just getting good at those and then it has this like upgrade system which is equippable things that give you basically powers but you can't equip them all at once that i love that's the type of thing i get so obsessed with it's like do you want for me okay Maybe you guys can all uh, 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 relate to this. I love it in games when you can equip something that picks up all the bullshit
2: around you for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The magnet, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: So it's like there's coins everywhere after I kill something, and so I don't have to run into every damn corner. All the coins just go, whap, and just hit me. Yeah. And that's what I like. So I don't have like, a power up like that, which you think, like, well, that's not going to help you kill these bugs. Um, but it's so convenient. Um, and you might have space for it, but I always keep it on or like, there's, there's, there's these things that augment your map that I keep like keeping on because that game is about uncovering maps, which is what Metroid venues are about. So I like, I really like right now that I'm kind of like a, a weak little hornet guy, girl, I don't know what you are in that game. And, uh, but I, I have like all of this great, great uh, mapping ability and I'm just having a blast exploring and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't. My next step, I like, I went to sleep last night knowing like, like go, replaying in my head, like where the hell was I supposed to go next? Because nobody's telling you where to go.
2: Now that game's a little spooky, gross. Does that bother you it, at all? In the same way the Odd World does. There's Oddworld, some gross moments. Like, have you gone down into the sewer area yet?
3: No, I don't think everything seems like a sewer area. First of all, I just figured the whole world. Was <laughs> I mean, they're bugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're bugs. The only thing I've seen is that you know, uh, if you're squeamish about, you know, I guess bugs themselves. Everything's a bug in that game. But they're like so stylized. Like everything just looks like a little mask sure. with legs. Like I, Nothing seemed gross yet. So I guess I haven't gotten into the, the shit as it were.
2: Hmm.
3: <laughs> Swim,
1: how about you?
2: Well, uh, speaking of support long after a game's initial release and satisfying haptic feedback on your triggers, I fell deeply <laughs> in love with No Man's Sky since last we spoke, which oh. I played for exactly three hours when it first came out. And, like mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think, felt uh, like, yes, this universe, I can explore the universe, but everywhere I turn, it's just this hollow devoid planet of sameness that feels like this isn't ready for me to look at yet well i forgot about the game entirely for several years and just got into it uh you know a couple weeks back and now i've put i think 40 hours into it and uh i really can't stress enough and this is a story that i'm not the first to uh you know relate but everyone's right who is saying man they really made it their beeswax to come back around and put that game together. It opens up to a degree that really belies the aesthetic, which I think is sort of, um, because I was looking through, I was looking at Elite Dangerous and uh, Eve Online and things like that, things to pair with my Oculus. I really wanted a Star Trek sim. And ultimately, very unexpected for me, The one I arrived at being the most robustly satisfying is No Man's Sky. Because based on the cartoony aesthetic, I thought it would be a little simplified. And at this point in the development, it's really not. Once it opens up, there are so many systems and just ways to upgrade your ships and manage a separate fleet of ships and manage and link all these bases and your power grid. Uh, Man, if you like a bunch of to-do lists and the feeling of uh, the trigger battling you as you fly through an ion storm, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it.
3: Now did the four hours you played four years ago actually matter? Like, did you pick up where you left off?
2: Uh, no, I, well, I don't know why I'm this type of person, but even though there's very light story in that game, I saw the old save and was like, no, 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 no. And deleted mm. it and, mm-hmm. uh, burned some sage and started a new character. Cause it's <laughs> well, gotta be from scratch for me.
3: Like the, the, this is inspiring for the, you know, the fifth time somebody's told me this exact thing, as you mentioned, sure. it, it's people are experiencing this. I love no man's sky and I loved it to death when it came out. I won't, tell the same story over and over again, but I already loved it. So I I can't wait to play it again, actually. I want to, but I also want to get credit for everything I've done so far, and I'm worried that I won't. Hmm. We'll see.
2: Even in, I've only been playing it for about two weeks, but there's Mm -hmm. already been several updates that have changed notable gameplay mechanic aspects. (laughs) So I wonder if if you're actually very familiar with how it used to be, I bet some stuff is different now when you log in.
3: Oh, I mean, it's a completely different game. I'm just wondering (laughs) if like, you know, like I, I I, you know, there's like an ultimate goal to get towards the center of the the galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know, I spent a long time doing that.
2: So, I like, don't even know if that's I, the goal anymore because yeah, that's not yeah, really exactly. where my is <laughs> yeah. leading. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And I'll tell you what: whatever story you experience, there was a lot less of that.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's quite a bit now, more than you'd think. Or, <laughs> more, more than I, more than I expected. Sam knew. Sam knew before we all
1: knew. But yeah, yeah. no man's sky. Great stuff. Okay. I've been playing a few games. Uh, I checked out Narita Boy which yeah. uh, IGN reviewed this week, and I think uh, Mitchell gave it a six. And on paper, that should be a super damey game. It's a um, cinematic platformer with really great p- pixel art and a great soundtrack. But man, they hit you right off the bat with so much text, so much lore that they're just start trying to like shove down your throat, and they have their own names for the enemies and for their god and for the land, and they're like just t- dumping all this backstory on you all at once in the beginning, and it made me really uh, miss uh, games like Out of This World and um, The Eternal Castle that do a lot of that storytelling without any text or dialogues. It was right. just, it was like too much. I was like, eh, eh, no, I don't even want to deal with all that. And I checked out Undermine, which is, on, I played on Game Pass, and that's a dungeon crawling roguelike game where you go down to a mine and uh, try to, uh, you mine for gold try to avoid enemies and make it as deep as you can before you're killed. And then you lose half your gold, start over again. And I, I actually got enough gold to buy a, a permanent upgrade. I believe it's permanent. And Sam, it is the magnet that'll make uh, the gold nice. come to me. So I don't have to run around and collect everything. Yes. It's
2: cute. It's I cute. Liked undermine.
1: You liked it? It's cute. It's not like, you know, they can't all be Splunky or mm-hmm. Dead Cells or Rogue Legacy. So it's not on that level. It doesn't really, you know, I, I had... Enough fun with it for a couple nights. I don't really feel like compelled to, like, oh, I got to go on just one more run tonight. You know, it doesn't really have enough, you know, to, to keep me around, I don't think. But what I do like the most is Dungeons and Puzzles, which is out on Switch today. And that's another little uh, dungeon crawling puzzle game. It looks like this, if you can see this. Just a tiny little pixel art. Each you can't uh, just level keep
3: on taking words from other games and mixing them up and putting them out as your own game. I won't accept this. You gotta,
1: you gotta tell that to the developer of Dungeons and Puzzles. Each, <laughs> each little room is its own puzzle. You have to um, when you kill all the monsters, the door will open. But it's a, a it's a type of puzzle game. I think it's called like so- Sabukan, Subukan, where your character won't when you move him in a direction, he doesn't stop until he runs into anything. Oh God! So that's, that's the puzzle to figure out. Figure out the route you need to go to kill the enemies and still be able to make it to the exit. Afterwards. Yeah.
3: Ooh, that stresses me out just thinking about it. It's like it's those cool. little puzzles that you have to slide and there's one open box and you have to yeah. make the picture. Mm-hmm. It's I like Quirk. those so much. It's like
1: Cork the Cool Tomato.
3: Yes, it is like Quirk. Hey, um, uh, what was your experience with Hollow Knight, Damon?
1: We've talked about it before. I don't like the art style. The That's style it. So you, you can't get me, past yeah. art style. Yeah,
3: um, It has uh, some interesting elements uh, where uh, it has like the Dark Souls thing where if you die, you lose all of your whatever money is in that game yeah. and you're a little ghost in the room that you got to. And so if you get back to that room and kill your ghost with two hits, then you get your stuff back. But um, boy, can you get screwed if you're exploring with that that type of system, right? Because like you're, you're getting all this awesome stuff for going in a high level area and you can just drop it there. So I, I do like that part of it that came out of um, souls or
1: or some some I think roguelikes even have stuff like that. Those. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm in the minority about Hollow Knight. Let's check in with the listeners. Hi, listeners, listeners. Remember you can always reach us <laughs> at the email address gamescoop at ign dot com, just like Jared B in Kansas City did. Rock, Jared chock, B says. Oh, I know you only say that for Lawrence, right? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he likes Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. <laughs> with wow. <Returnal. laughs> with Returnal right around the corner and looking fantastic. I've been going back to some older Housemark developed games and it's made me appreciate just how great their pedigree is. Next Machina and Rezogun are both fantastic games, and this week I've also been playing some Alienation as well as well and having a blast. I genuinely want Returnal to be a smash hit and find Housemark a studio I'm rooting for to succeed. They're a bit of an underdog and really had to reinvent themselves a bit with the development of Returnal. Seems like uh, this game could potentially put them on the map for a lot of gamers. My question for the panel is, what studio in the world of games do you find yourself constantly rooting for? Has the studio done anything recently that's changed your perception of them, either positively or negatively? would love to hear what studios come to mind for each of you.
0: So we've had kind of a similar conversation on Scoop before, and I've mentioned um, like Remedy is, as one of my favorite developers who just consistently comes up with some wacky horror type of Um, really creative, narrative-driven games, and Control being uh, one of the latest examples just kind of reaffirms them as that for me. But to give a different answer, um, I haven't mentioned Telltale before because they don't exist anymore. So I guess recent news would indicate that, you know, obviously it's gone down a negative direction. Mm -hmm. Um, But for a while in their, like, Walking Dead heyday, and then I never got to play too deep into Tales of the Borderlands, Borderlands, but a bunch of people... um, whose opinions I really respect, have said that it gets only better from mm-hmm. from the first season, um, from the first few episodes that I had played. So they're one studio that like, consistently were doing really interesting things, and I think you could criticize the gameplay quite a bit just because it's – fairly wrote after a point of time and, and it was pretty glitchy in areas too, kind of comedically so. But I thought that they did really interesting things with character building, with taking worlds from existing IPs and, and making them interesting in an interactive way. So I was really rooting for them. So R.I.P. to old school Telltale.
1: Yeah, what I mean, they they've sort of been revived, but what yeah in, in, in what sense, so that someone just like bought the name and, and is gonna make Telltale style and, games?
0: Yeah, exactly, and they did bring on some former devs, but a lot of the other like creative leads have also gone on elsewhere mm-hmm. too. So we'll see how they do, but I, and like whether or not they carry on a similar ethos, a similar style, because you can have people at the top just completely kind of change the direction of a studio too. So remains mm-hmm. to be seen. Yeah.
1: Interesting company because long before they had um, their success with Walking Dead, they've been around for a long time, and they made a Homestar mm-hmm. Runner game series that mm-hmm. was like really good.
0: Um, yeah, they have a storied past for yeah. sure. Uh, and also, I would say Play Dead. But you know that. Well,
1: David. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Man. It's Enough been a while. Said. It's been a while. Uh, they should be due for a new game, too. Uh, yeah. Swaim, how about you?
2: Well, uh, Tina brings up Remedy and Play Dead. I think two developers who have a very specific style, and you're like, that game's by that developer. That makes sense. I think i am going to go the opposite tactic and just gush about devolver digital who are the wild card grab bag of game developers obviously slash publishers because they acquire a lot of stuff but i am just continually delighted uh tickled by their Mm -hmm. choices they have that air of like adult swim about them that was exciting to me when adult swim was first uh taking shape back in the space ghost days uh Mm -hmm. where they feel dare I say it, Damon, dangerous. <laughs> like they Ooh. feel like the, uh, I don't know, the edgy or the liquid television, if you're as old as me, uh, ah, yes. of, of game developers where they're willing to try uh, weird outside the box things, take a chance on small ideas that really deserve a shot and don't require that much funding. And like, I love this indie sort of grindhouse vibe that Devolver has. Uh, and then an honorable mention to Double Fine because they're actually my favorite. But I think yeah. Devolver needs uh, needs the buzz more. Double Fine's more of an institution at this point.
3: Mm-hmm. I have a bit of rant on this. Are we ready for it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, please. Rant. Yeah, so I rant think away. like
3: saying like like sticking. Yeah. I've been burned so many times, and I'll get into this. But like I think like saying you know what what studio or developer do you follow is a little bit risky. It's kind kind of like saying like do you like Capitol Records like. Like no, I don't. I don't <laughs> like Capitol Records. I think they, they put out as much as they can to make money, and so then you can go. You know that like that's on a publisher level, and then you can go down to like this like next level of like these giant developers that I can't name a person in their organization that's responsible for something. Like I don't like that. I like to like put an artist with an accomplishment or a small team like a band mm-hmm. with an accomplishment. Uh, Or else, I I definitely don't trust them. And here's where I got burned. Uh, I felt really strongly that Rare was my favorite company uh, Mm. until clearly what happened with Rare, uh, what happened. Uh, Retro is similar. Retro Mm. made Metroid Prime uh, 1, 2, and 3. And then, uh, you know, what happened to them, like made Donkey Kong games forever after that. Uh, I don't, I don't like that. And I know the reason why that happens. It's because the the main people that were really great that worked in those games, the actual people that made them go on to work on other things. So the actual label name is not, doesn't do it for me. So Mm -hmm. right now we live in these eras in which there's like maybe uh, a, a couple of people out there like Remedy, where it's like that's a tight knit team that had a vision. They get to make their vision and work on those games. I have nothing but respect for that. I think Double Fine is another good example of that. But once these these games that I really love get really big, I don't really think it's the you know, it's like a developer that's responsible for that. I think it's like it's kind of a flash in the pan, a little bit of magic for that team to come up together, make that project Mm -hmm. kind of relate back to what we were talking about earlier. CD Projekt and and Witcher, like, you know, 10 years from now, when we have a CD, when we have a cyberpunk and a Witcher game being worked on simultaneously, uh, who knows if they'll be good? Like, I I don't, I have no faith that that CD Projekt Red can make great games forever. Like that does that has no logic to it. They they have made great games and they might not in the future because that's how these things work. And you can lose so much talent so quickly. So I like to say, follow people, learn Mm -hmm. people's names you know, like figure out who you like and what they're working on and and follow them on Twitter and like, see what they're working on next and see where they go. See what kind of artists you like. Um, It's just that that would be my recommendation for people to, to find enjoyment out of things. People do that with Hideo Kojima, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Like there, there are big uh, examples of people that are like that, but look, look for smaller ones. Tim Schaefer was actually a, a, a name that people knew early on, even though he was indie, and, uh, I'm breaking my own rule now. I'm just using as an example. It's not a person that I'd follow, but if you liked Katamari Damacy, that guy's making Katamari Damacy games all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he just made uh, Nobu Nobu Boy uh after that and then whatever the watom uh, <clears throat> yeah those are crazy cool games that like are made by like an auteur based basically and i think that's like a really interesting way to approach games and i think that's the healthiest way to approach it i don't i don't want these big corporation games to be what we rant and rave about i want us to give credit to people and i want that to be more possible
0: that's true, but counterpoint: mm-hmm. a lot of games are made by a big group of people. And for instance, um, one of my early, like visiting San Francisco, like you know, young reporter Tina um, moments and memories that I remember is like I loved Dead Space, which reminds me that mm-hmm. I should add Visceral to the list of another like RIP uh, oh, man, developer man. Um, that I, that I consistently was rooting for as well. Um, But I I met one of the developers by chance uh, while in San Francisco visiting for a preview event, and I was raving about, oh, I, oh, you worked on Dead Space 2. Like, I love Dead Space 2. And I, I mentioned the most random specific thing about how you're back on the Ishimura and, like, you can tell that it's just a different environment, a ship that you used to have familiarity with, and there's tarp all over different places to indicate that it's, like, an abandoned ship. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, wow, the textures, and at this day and age, it's got to not be very impressive. But mm-hmm. at the time, the textures were really interesting. Like, and I thought that they added a really like not to use an overused word and 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 the meat and the game's press around this stuff but it added a really visceral quality to walking through the ishimura and mm. feeling like as this tarp was kind of like flowing around me um i could almost feel it uh, in its existence. And it turns out he was a texture artist on the game. So like mm-hmm. he, that was such a specific moment where he was like, oh my God, thank you for appreciating yeah. some tiny little detail mm-hmm. that I spent hours working on that nobody else would have really appreciated because those big celeb figures get a lot of the credit. It's kind of like in, in the Hollywood world too, with directors, like there's still a lot of people that put a lot of heart and work into it that contribute to some of mm-hmm. maybe your favorite elements and you'd never know.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say Digital Eclipse. They are the team behind the Mega Man Legacy Collection, the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. They're just like they do the best work at repackaging older games uh, in 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 meaningful uh, you know ways that that allows you to experience those games again in 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 very in ways that makes them more friendly to play today with like rewinds features and save slates. And they also uh, allow you to learn about the game because they often include a lot of like uh, additional material and scanned old posters and flyers and all that stuff. They just do, they're the best ones oh, yeah. out there working at that sort of thing today. So anytime I hear that they're working on something new, I, I'm definitely like interested in it. That's really cool. Good call.
2: Yeah, I also like Thanks. Annapurna Interactive because I'm very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You have to say that. I mean, they're yeah, the art house.
1: Cool. An art yeah. An art house film house that opened up a game studio, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They made that donut game. Surprisingly good reliable time.
2: so far, honestly.
1: Hmm. Um okay. included. Did anyone else watch Godzilla vs. Kong? Oh, not yet. No, not yet. I watched Shazam.
2: Shazam's pretty good. <laughs> it's all right. It's so
1: good. It's, I mean,
2: what year are we yeah. recording this podcast?
1: Shazam <laughs> <laughs> so is pretty good. Do, does anyone plan to watch Godzilla versus Kong? Yeah, I'll oh, watch it. Yes. Oh, definitely. Very much so. I liked it. I soft liked it. I didn't love it, um, but I do see a lot of people are enjoying it, and that makes me happy because I think that's just that's just good good news for the future of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, you know, I don't. I, we don't need to spend a lot of time so, on this. So, uh, what
3: you're saying is Kong doesn't kill Godzilla.
1: Well, no, that doesn't happen. Sorry, I don't know why you think that's happened. Um, I will say, you know, the director said this ahead of time. There is a clear winner in fact, And the director said there would be, and there is. Um,
2: <laughs> the predator. It's,
1: it's more of a Kong movie than it is a Godzilla movie. You yeah. spend a lot of time with Kong, and Godzilla's. You know, you don't get any alone time with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, you have. You don't really know a lot about what his sort of like motivations are. I think how he's presented here is a little bit contradictory to how he's been, um, how his character was established in previous films. Um, You know, again, without spoilers, that that, that didn't quite click for me. This isn't my best, my favorite representation of Godzilla in the modern movies. I actually liked the tone of the original Godzilla 2014. I liked it. It was a serious movie. It took Godzilla seriously. It actually, it tried to show what it would actually be like if this awesome creature, awesome in the literal sense of the word, becomes, you know emerges from the ocean and you, do, you don't even have the words to describe how incredible and amazing and, and frequently scary this thing is, what it would actually be like for the people on the ground. That's like what that movie achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of problems with the movie too, which are totally valid, but I like that tone of the original movie. But then all the sequels after that have leaned more into campy B-movie fare, which is fine. Guys, that's what... Most of Godzilla's legacy is about two, but I would love to get a sequel that that um, avoided the problems of the first one. Like had a, you know, didn't try to fool people with Brian Cranston's involvement, and had a, had a you know a, a a main human character that you actually gave a crap about. But then also kept that that sort of serious tone. This one, you know, it's fun. They're, the fights are good, especially the last fight. The last fight in Hong Kong uh, is really really good, really well choreographed. It almost makes the whole thing worth it. But then they also hint about, and we could talk about this more when people have seen it, they they hint mm-hmm. about some things that are really cool, but then they don't go anywhere. Uh-huh. So, yeah.
3: I like the uh, Kong set in the 70s. I thought that was really
1: cool. I had hopes for this, yeah, but this is just
3: contemporary and it's it's,
1: it's takes place
3: after Godzilla. Huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I liked it. Other people are like it more than me. Is San Francisco um, okay? We don't visit San Francisco in this movie, I don't think. I don't know if they've had enough time to rebuild or not. So
3: all my uh, stuff's okay?
1: Yeah. You're going to (laughs) be okay. 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 And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Mr. Know-It-All. Can you guys... (laughs) can you beat mr. know-it all at his own mind games?
3: yeah <laughs> Michael I don't know if you've been here for a while but we've attracted a sort of super villain that's been trying oh. to outdo
2: us <laughs> you have to trick place. him into saying his name backwards right the, uh, there's all the different ones some bag. of them oh.
3: some of them just wear a mask but they're just a regular old guy under it uh, Let uh, me other ask you ones this. are legit scary
2: if there were no humans around would they be an alien <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not to themselves. (laughs) Who says that?
0: It's dependent on the planet they're on. (laughs) Are cats aliens?
1: (laughs) Let the questioning begin.
0: Well, speaking of, is this set on Earth?
1: Yes.
3: You know what we don't know is if we are cats to cats, because I'm pretty sure we are.
0: Hmm. Um... Yeah, they say we're big cats.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they have anything else to measure. They're like, "Well, I eat small cats all day and I'm scared of big cats." That's what cats' mind thought process is, I'm sure. Mhm. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, is this Seth set on Earth in the 20 20- uh, hmm. All right. Is this game Is this game on Switch? I'm just going for it. No. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna steal the one it sounded like you were gonna ask, is this set in a, in the modern era, contemporary era? I was gonna go there. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna guess is you play part a of human a... without asking. Um,
0: is it part of a series?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm, uh, is, this, uh, um, is this game, do you shoot firearms in this game? I'm sorry? Do you shoot firearms in
1: this game? Guns. Uh, oh, sorry. I was thinking of like a fire arm. Uh, no. <laughs>
0: Which to be fair is a thing. Dolphin fire.
1: Yeah. Do you shoot guns? No, that's five. Contemporary. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you steal lives?
2: Do you kill things that were once thriving and make them still? <laughs> yes. Okay. Good, good game. Sounds like a good killing,
0: game. Killing it's a game. Swamy game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <swamy> game. <laughs> uh, mm. So, is it exclusive to um, a platform or rather a publisher?
1: Whoa! I
0: see. Wait, well, because uh, I meant like a, a first-party platform. In case is it is it an exclusive? I'll I'll do it that way, the normal way.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Okay.
0: Because I was going to say, if it's a platform, it could be PS4, and it's only on PS4. It's not on PS2. Anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: Clarifications. Yeah. Um, Is this okay. an open
2: world game? No. By nature. No.
3: But we have no idea what era it's from, right?
2: We just know it takes place on modern day Earth. We haven't determined, like, the publishing era, now.
3: Like, it could be Pac-Man. It's Pac a good Man, way to go. And Damon can know be no more about us than Pac-Man.
2: Is... <laughs> does pac i don't think you can determine when pac-man <laughs> takes place i don't think well, there's I'm enough saying, information I've, uh,
3: I've done some interviewing of the creator of pac-man you'd be surprised at how much detail is up in that head. um all right uh is this game um did this is this game from uh, 2000 onwards no mm-hmm. well that kind of resets my expectations i'm thinking yeah. pac-man
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't wield firearms, however.
1: You do kill things.
0: Is uh, it a platformer?
1: Is it a platformer? I was th- yeah. um, no. That's 10. Mm-hmm.
3: Did this come out in arcades?
2: Yes. I don't know. Is, is it s- a- I don't know. Me- Melee combat involved. Mm-hmm. Melee. Um... It sounds mm. like you eat things. Can I just say? I'll say in my mind, melee combat includes fists, swords, okay. knives, anything you're holding, including your yep. fists. Yeah, like okay. close quarters the, combat. The answer is including. Yeah. Yes. Okay, close quarters combat. That's fair. I'm t- pit fighter comes to mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say it includes crawlers and fighting games.
3: Uh, fighting games. So we can we can eliminate uh, yeah, some brawlers. of those by saying, uh, is this a com- competitive multiplayer game? It can be.
2: Hmm. Oh, is this a fighting game? No.
0: Yeah, that would have been like an enthusiastic yes for the previous. That's true. Session.
2: I probably should have divined that from his response. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it that, can, that's the okay, twenty okay, questions hold on trick on here. It, it hmm. it's a
3: it can be a competitive fighting game. That means... uh, No, no, it
0: it can be a competitive game. It can be multiplayer competitive, competitive,
2: but that doesn't mean it's, Mm -hmm. you know, side...
0: Like the primary, yeah, because if it was the primary thing... It's not a
2: fighting game, per se. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you you do brawl in it. Or you engage in close quarters combat. I'm thinking
3: it's like a racing fighting game like Road Rash or... um, and then and then all you just punch people on the side of a motorcycle in that game or one of those games. Yeah. And or or contemporary earth might throw this off. But like a game like Mario Brothers, where it's like, you know, not Super Mario. Brothers, well, just Mario no platformer, Brothers, but Mario Brothers. Just because that way, you don't have to compete. You can you can work together to beat the level or you can just mess with each other.
2: But like technically wouldn't like full throttle also work. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking it's like a racing game. Well, I don't, I don't know what full throttle is really.
2: Point and click adventure game. Speaking of Tim
1: Schafer, okay.
0: Are there vehicles in this game that you engage yeah. with?
1: Yeah. There are. Yes, there are vehicles that
0: you oh, engage with. That
2: might be too vague. That you engage with. That's 15. I, I don't want to use another oh, question, boy. but I want to <laughs> ask: Are you? do you race?
3: And <laughs> you uh, what what? I mean, I think it's like Final Fight or something where you like you beat each other up. Or Double Dragon. It's one are of those there, games you can kill each other in them. Like River City Ransom, I think you can.
0: Are there like do you like jump in a car at a point? Or a motorcycle or something? Helicopter? Do you
1: vehicles? jump Do you jump?
0: No. No, I'm not asking oh, you. Sorry. I think yeah, it might yeah. be worth asking. You don't answer.
3: Yeah, you jump on a car and you
2: beat a car. <laughs> you up. shut up,
0: David. You shut up.
2: Uh, I think it might be worth asking. Do you ride a motorcycle? Because that. Whoa, well, no. There's no. no.
3: no? I we, think this, got we have a, like
0: five questions. I think left this is a
2: brawler, problem. where you can punch it's
3: out car mirror. windows, okay. like the end of Final Fights stuff. I think okay. it's a brawler, there-
2: but he answered so- no to the question: Is this a fighting game? So you're just saying, yeah, 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 that's true. Brawler is different. Okay.
3: Hmm? Is this a brawler?
2: no okay is this primarily a racing game
1: no we
0: got like two questions
1: now
0: mm-hmm. yeah, we got, what
2: three two questions
1: and a guess two.
3: Yeah. okay um I, there's sports games where you can do melee combat like base wars that doesn't take place in contemporary earth your robots in that
0: Can we recap what we know about this game? Contemporary Earth, not an exclusive part of a series before 2000. Not a fighter or platformer or a brawler. Or a racing game. It's close quarters combat. It's an arcade game. But no Um, shooting. And then there was another. Oh, it has a competitive multiplayer mode, but that's not its primary. Probably not its primary function.
2: And you kill in it. You certainly do that. Which would be. I mean, he answered definitively. So I can't, like,
3: can't be that boxing.
2: Yeah, exactly. You actually kill the other, the opponent. Mm-hmm.
3: That's a good point. Maybe it's because I would say then it'd be like Super Smash TV or something like that, or Smash TV, I mean. Um, but, but that has shooties in it.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. We have two questions. Mm-hmm. So do we want to go narrowing um, the platform or. Narrowing the genre or a very identifying feature.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, the most ideal thing would be the very identifying feature. But I think what, what I could use more than anything else is if this is uh, uh, from like before 1986. Go for it. Maybe then 1987. I got one. Maybe 1988. I'm trying to think. Yeah, is this from before 1987? No. Okay.
2: I want to ask and I know that he can't hates this ask question. Anymore.
3: A guess, right? Oh no, we have to <laughs> No, know, we got we one, have one, more. one more. But I well, want to ask you
2: if it's okay to ask. Would you rather ask it oh, as yeah. I was going to ask if you're depicted realistically versus cuz we haven't figured out cartoon or realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not not if it's photorealistic, but uh he hates this mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because no. it's 1989 or whatever. How realistic is it going to be?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, between then and 2000. But I
2: would I guess. call Road Rash realistic versus, you know what I mean? Bubsy. What are games
0: not...
3: re- where you can kind of beat each other up, beat other people up, but That's also life, jump in a man. car
0: maybe? <laughs> I
2: know. I know.
0: <laughs> but but also possibly jump in a car and then also possibly do a different mode where you compete with somebody.
2: But it's not open world.
0: And it's not a race. See, I think or a shooter, compete, racer, or brawler. I think the compete or thing a platformer. <laughs> yeah, could be that it's just
3: because you get a higher score than the other person, but that would point me back to brawler again, and that's what's confusing to me. I mean, we saw puzzle games, um, but do you kill other people in puzzle games? This is just so strange. <clears throat> Uh, we didn't
0: ask if it's a shooter but i feel like it's not
2: you don't shoot guns in it but oh that's right you could shoot you know
0: lasers energy blasts fire out of your arms
2: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) now we're back to street fighter
1: what are we missing damon you are missing something (laughs) we're missing a lot
0: i bet and i doubt the have we mentioned this yet would do anything yeah i don't feel like we have mentioned it i don't know like oh, the,
2: is there a chance that it's a would a wrestling game be a brawler
3: yeah but you don't suck the life force out of other people and that's I guess that's true too <laughs> only if you invite people to watch it
2: um it, like, wait what?
0: when did we confirm sports that potentially
3: michael said michael asked if you actually kill other things in this oh game. that's
0: right that's right yeah and plus, probably like competitive aspect to that game is more primary. I don't know. Do any other games exist? Does Mutant League like we Sports fulfill
2: all the categories of everything that we've discussed?
3: I don't think that's an arcade game. right? Mm-hmm. Uh.
0: Yeah, go, go into your arcade mind palace, Sam.
3: Well, I, I need a little bit more yearage for this.
2: If it's arcade, so I'm not going to have. Gonna we help. have
0: one question. Then why don't you
2: ask another time question? You can narrow the yep. year band.
0: And then we'll just because make a haphazard guess. Because we're
2: missing something. Well, for sure. Oh,
3: yeah. The
0: but we only band. have the one question, so. I mean, like, just think about
3: all the times you guys have sat next to your friends and did something in an arcade. It's not
0: fighting games, shooting right? games. There's just
3: not that many of them.
0: Racing games. That's it. And, and actually, in Yakuza, they have Sega clubs, and you can walk in and you can play Sega games. Yeah, just so that you know, it's
2: so
3: Virtua cool.
0: Fighter and some other stuff. A Jedi shooting,
2: game, lightsaber. What
3: combat. about that? What about like music games, like Guitar Hero? Oh. T- yeah but those are DDR. predominantly
0: I would D- love it if
2: you murdered your opponent at the end of Guitar Hero
0: I <laughs> like keep forgetting about that in DDR <laughs> stamp, you yeah. stamp their corpse,
2: <laughs> dance on their grave as the yeah. bonus round
0: yeah. Look, double tap you know you gotta get a, you got to a clean kill
3: and then in shooting games when you're shooting at each other around each other it's never I mean it's competitive for score still so we just had a light gun game though that's why that, this throws me off
0: but it's also before the 2000s so like you know Dig into California Extreme oh, Mind Palace. Mode. Are we
2: completely overlooking RPG?
0: Possibly. It's an arcade
2: game. Oh, it's an arcade. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. I was just th- trying to think of sword heavy
1: interactions.
3: Damon, I, ha- have I, you ever I, seen I, this yeah. game at California
1: Extreme? Um, <clears throat> I've only been to California Extreme one time. Oh boy. So do you really want me to answer that?
0: No. Take it back.
2: What'd you figure am- out already that it's after 1989, that it's 1989 or it's,
0: later? It's between 1987 and 2000, in January 2000.
3: All right. I don't know. It's, it's, we can just ask the license question and make a guess. Go for it. Or, or if it's a shooter. I just don't, we don't have the genre or- It, it can't you know. be a
0: shooter. We went through, it's not a shooter. It's probably, what we know it definitely isn't. Not a shooter, not a platformer, not a racer, not a brawler. What else?
3: It could be a shooter just so you don't shoot guns. Like one of those crazy, like, you know, uh, there's like crossbow and stuff like that.
0: All right, next time we're mm-hmm. asking if it's a shooter or has elements of a shooter. We're, we're, we're officially than, changing that
2: question. Do you shoot guns in it? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, shoot guns, sure. yeah. we got to evolve that question. <laughs> Um, how about but
3: this? But also, I feel
0: like Damon would have thrown us, a, you know, a little tip on that one. Okay. So I feel like it's not uh, a shooter.
3: Does this game use traditional joystick button
2: controls? Yes. So, it so that eliminates
3: Every game. all the types of we didn't need to
2: ask 24. all that crap. It's an arcade <laughs> game. That's where we should have started. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we we do know that it's an arcade. Game. Yeah.
2: But I that actually obviated a bunch of the other answers. <laughs>
3: but it won't me. be like those like late Area Fifty One style games or anything like that. It's not going to be a driving game because those
0: all have steering wheels. Is there a puzzle game where you competitively work? There's a competitive mode and you kill things. <laughs> like bu- I mean, there was that. Um, like bust, there was that. What?
3: Bust a move. Do you crush your component with the bubbles that drop on them? <laughs> <in> the <end? laughs>
0: yeah, technically, do they die? <laughs> what was the um the fire truck game that we oh, yeah. played but wow. is that like it, technically a racing?
3: it's called fire yeah. truck
0: yeah exactly but yeah. is that technically a racing game i guess it
3: was technically competitive because you could tell the person behind you to talk to the honk the horn or not uh yeah it was yeah. just like i get to the end of the level this co-op yeah i i uh, i is there is there a sporting Game, maybe like track.
0: Oh, we have, we have no more questions. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, I'm imagining game.
2: myself oh, at the arcade doing this and on screen fighting someone. And I can't think of any game that is not a fighting game
3: <laughs> or a brawler
0: or yeah,
3: a, you know, a side scrolling shooter that you actually a game
0: can... where you kill people. What about it? A... But not with guns, <clears throat> not with shooting, and well, not with
3: melee. Already, Wait, yeah. did
0: he say there was melee?
3: Yeah, and, and yes. it's not, yes, and it's not a brawler. But it's not a brawler or a fighter, Yeah. Fighting. game. So, what could that possibly be?
2: Anything like a side-scrolling action, like a, you know, hack and slash Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden type game. But I'm trying to think of what would have been in the arcade and it's not between a 90 and 2000.
3: It's insane. This game must not exist. <laughs>
0: It's going to be the most obvious thing by the end of this. Is this going
3: to be an obvious one, Damon.
2: Well, he said you're missing something. I don't it seemed like it was so a yeah. game when he said that.
1: <laughs> okay. Your, your one hint, you know, I said you're missing something. Your one hint is that you forgot about the meta game of 20 questions.
3: Okay. So there so we so whatever we guess is going to be correct.
0: What was the antic You just gonna last have to believe it? <laughs> yeah, week. we have to believe okay.
3: Yeah, because because before it was we asked he said yes to every question.
0: Yeah. What was last week's that I wasn't on? Oh, they've started submitting
2: cheat cheat yeah. prompts. I see. Well, They're jerks is what you're telling me.
0: <laughs> well, like mine mine two weeks ago was, Well no 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 two weeks ago became was one yakuza, or was what? that just the like one you'll answer yes every time?
2: Has he said no to every single question? Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, that might be the answer. That might be what's going on here. And that's, that's what I was American. thinking. Did he
0: say no? No, no because we asked is it an arcade yeah, game an arcade and he game said yes? Game, yes.
3: Maybe he said yes, no,
2: yes,
0: no. I have no idea. I think the who meta, remembers that the, far the, back?
3: Well, the metagame is also yeah. Like <laughs> somebody wrote in and asked us about like yakuza like a dragon. And then also a recent one was, you know, a light gun game. So I was like, they'll never do another light gun game. So I think people are
0: aware of stuff like Mm. that. 20 questions. What was last week's? Nobody remembers. Damon, what was last week's?
1: Mark Medina was on. Yeah. I can look it up real fast. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it'll help, though.
2: But we got it. Um, Yeah, let's just say we got it. I agree. <laughs> no, that's
3: I that's
0: kidding. this week's antic.
3: <laughs> oh. oh, you were referring to last week. Okay. What would the meta game of twenty questions be?
0: Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Every every um, it's it's been a different antic <laughs> oh, every week in a row. Maybe.
2: Like, yeah, the game is. That guy that blows around all wacky by the side of the road at car lots <laughs> Like, that doesn't count. It's not a video when game. When is
0: the answer to 20 questions going to be 20 questions? Yeah, mm. it's 20
1: questions itself. Yeah. Yeah. Tina, last That's week great. was Ring Fit Adventure.
0: Mm. Was there an antic behind it? It had a
1: weird peripheral. that it We also to... talked about it in that episode. Uh,
0: okay, oh, should we... I
1: reveal the answer?
0: Wait, he said he t- we talked about it.
1: Oh, uh, so no, that's that what happened is so that last week we talked I know, about- I
0: but maybe race. this week we also talked about the 20 questions. Anyway, yes, just reveal it.
1: <laughs> okay, Mr. Know-It-All uh, sent in the suggestion in honor of the release of Godzilla vs. Kong. Rampage. World Rampage. Tour. Of course. Rampage World mm-hmm. Tour. Do you
3: play
2: as a human?
1: <laughs> you didn't ask that. We didn't ask that.
2: <laughs>
3: and- but you
1: do.
2: Oh my gosh, it's not technically a brawler. Yeah, oh. it works. It totally works. My mind is blown. <laughs> it's a uniquely genreless, weird probably, orphan game. Probably
1: just an action game. If you're gonna yeah. Put it somewhere. Hmm. Uh, 1997. Came four different developers. Uh, the arcade version was made by Refuge Incorporated, which is apparently still around. The PlayStation version was Midway. The Sega Saturn and PC versions was Point of View, which is no longer in business. The Nintendo 64 version was done by Sapphire, no longer in business. And then check this out. The Game Boy version was Digital
2: Eclipse. (laughs) Nice. I definitely spent hours at the Wonderland Arcade doing this competitively against my friends. (laughs) So I'm ashamed. It's a totally legitimate answer.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I played it on 64
1: a lot. Yeah. I played it on PlayStation. Well, thank you for the suggestion, wow. Mr. Know-It-All. You Mr. have to get stumped. You really do. this week. Uh, listeners, uh, viewers, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, you can email them to me. They only—they are seen by my eyes only at gamescoop at IGN.com. A lot of people have- uh, Is this like a situation
3: in- where Mr. Know-It-All also wrote you that the hostages would die or something <laughs> if we didn't get the answer? <laughs> are you just trying to like lower the pressure? <laughs>
1: Um, I will not divert
3: the train if you can answer this 20 questions. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, And that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Tina. Thank you, Swain, for joining us. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to Red, working behind the scenes to make the show possible. Uh, My name is Damon. This is iGen Game Scoop, and we're out.
0: I have to wave in front of my face now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not up here. Paparazzi all over Austin.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> IGN Games Refreshing.
0: Yeah, That was right on the mic.
1: Hams the beer refreshing.
3: <laughs> have you ever have you had a hams recently? They're very bad.
1: Not recently.
0: No. Is that a beer?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with two M's.
0: Uh, it's. It's three PM on there, Sam.
3: Oh no, I'm not having a beer. I'm having a mango flavored Soleil.
0: Oh yeah, it's this way. Yeah. <laughs> That'd
2: be amazing if you pounded three or four beers without comment during the episode.
0: <laughs> Honestly, the design of common. the label looks like a beer yeah, label. that's true. Yeah. No, no, not if you keep going off cam like that.
3: Yeah, I'll totally you keep just on like, it shipping sipping over sounds.
0: Here. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Did we mention the game already? Does he wear a hat?